Graspic straws that don't want grasping. It's if you're listening, one person's mission to force your friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. I'm Ramsey. What is that one? That one was a Sparks lyric. Oh, okay. Right. Just band everyone loves this year. Last year. Oscar buzz, baby. Go, male <laughs> brothers, go. Oh, boy. How are um, you, Heather? I'm good, you know? It's the first day back from the holidays. Honestly, I could use a nap, but other yeah. than that, doing doing pretty good. Not to date this episode, but you have not been in your apartment for 24 hours at this point. You are freshly no. home. Correct. You were in my apartment more than me in the last two weeks, so. <laughs> hey, thanks again. <laughs> Had to uh, do a little hide note in Heather's apartment. <laughs> Makes it sound like you committed a crime, not just hey. avoiding COVID. Not just avoiding COVID. <laughs> nope. Wanted the heat to die down. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, thank God we don't have to keep talking about COVID anymore. <laughs> yeah, because it's over. Uh, Hooray, we did it. Over. No, really, we just have a guest who can help distract us. Today, we have back on the podcast, returning for the third time, David Anthony joining us. Hello, hello. Do I get some sort of like uh, commemorative trophy or statue or like title belt for like returning for a third time? Like it's yeah. SNL or something? I think so. Yeah, I think you do. And also, you're definitely the first person to do a band twice <laughs> well i mean how could That's I is it no guest uh, arrogant sons of bitches that one does not count that was trolling me <laughs> okay that was trolling that one does not count just making sure i'm still mad about that one <laughs> uh so sorry dave was not trying to <laughs> oh no 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 it's fine trust me uh i there's a, i can always make some room for some light trolling it's fine <laughs> <sighs> it's fine um yeah so breaking format of our patreon polls slightly where you guys usually vote for the full-length episodes that ramsey and i do solo but um i don't have a ton to say about this album and david is uh truly a subject matter expert on oh, this I, one if if i could have a phd in skiba studies <laughs> i would have had it years ago mm-hmm. uh, but even more so now for Listeners who have not heard my voice before, uh, how lucky you all are, <laughs> and how unfortunate this must be for you. Uh, I did a podcast devoted uh-huh. to the works of the Alkaline Trio, song by song by song, for 160-some episodes. Um, so, yeah, I've uh, I've got thoughts and feelings, which is why I'm surprised to hear you have no thoughts and or feelings, apparently. <laughs> I mean, this is just not my Alkaline Trio album. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I just don't have a lot to say about this album. Um, I do want to look up right now, where does this fall? I mean, you can probably just tell me. Um, in What's their discography. The oh, right. I haven't said that yet, have I? Uh, the album we're doing today is Elkline Trio Good Morning, M-O-U-R, for you, oh, Ramsey. boy. <laughs> I would like to point out that this is their second uh, in a row pun title. The, the one prior to this was From Here to Infirmary. Mm-hmm. Um, which I would like to point out, uh, there's some contentious debate of whether or not that title was uh, stolen from an itchy and scratchy cartoon in The Simpsons. Oh, uh, yes. But they were released, the episode and the album were only like three or four months apart. So it seems highly Feels unlikely a too close. for that to have happened. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this is when they enter uh, real pun mode. <laughs> um, and as you, I don't know if you've seen the cover art, Ramsey, full I've spooky not. guy mode. Uh, oh boy <laughs> all right uh this so uh 
I did a little bit of homework and uh oh, I yeah, no good. Re-listened to uh, a little bit of our last episode together, Dave. Uh, when we mm-hmm. did, God damn it! I also went back. Um, from here to infirmary was also contentious because it was a non-David Anthony. If you're listening, episode mm-hmm. uh, we listened to with Chris Tapp, and uh, I wanted to just check in. I didn't remember how. How do I feel about Alkaline Trio? And so my thoughts I, I from the time. I can't imagine it was good, but go on. <laughs> uh, you actually said that at the time. <laughs> uh, we were playing a game at the time where yeah. you had to guess what my uh, score would be. Oh, oh a, a long-running feature on the show that we have maintained consistently. Right. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. It wasn't just perfect. a month that we did that. Yep, perfect. Um, I gave that from here to infirmary, I said it was a four out of ten. Um, oh, but God, we did number rankings? <laughs> we did. But my main point was that I based on the cover art I thought it was going to be a lot scarier <laughs> but in, instead I ended up threatening to beat them all up in a fight oh okay you could probably take at least two of them ooh I like that yeah I mean I mean it's a it's a slightly different lineup on this record uh one more one more uh avowed satanist in the mix so a little darker <laughs> okay um but I don't know. I'll be curious to see what you think because uh, I'll save my opinions for getting into it. But I know a lot of people who like this is their record for this band purely because of uh, uh, the bass player Dan's songs. They're a little more, a little more accessible uh, and a little less uh, uh, like Matt's pure like uh, spooky guy mode on this record. <laughs> Literally from the first song through the end, and Dan's are all like, "I love my wife." Um, so. <laughs> You know, is, is Dan a new addition to this lineup? No, no, he would have been in the band and the others. There, they okay. had a new drummer on this record, uh, who is uh, very talented. He did a lot of. There's a lot of like organy stuff in spots of this record. There's a little more sound effects going on, um, so I'll be curious to see how that treats you. So there's an organ and it's spookier. I'm picturing Disney's <laughs> The Haunted Mansion. Not wrong. You are truly not that far. I actually off. kind of feel like Disney Spooky is kind of right. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's pretty right. I'm not going to pretend here. Um, I mean, there is a reason that I think this record came out when I was 13. Um, and it was not spooky. I was just like, oh, it's so cool. There's there's a line about the upside down cross. <laughs> all, all that uh, nonsense. So you're in for a treat. The first so, song also features the line "Chat the bed," so sick. get into that. All right, okay. Because so this album was two thousand three. Mm-hmm. So opposite of you, David. Yet I'm now figuring out this was not my album because I was already like old, and I was like, sure. because I I love from here to infirmary. Saw them on Warp Tour. Mm-hmm. I guess the year before this album. Because I'm a hundred years old. Um, By this time, you had graduated from Hot Topic to Spencer's Gifts. <laughs> I think it's the opposite, but yes. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> like, ah, I don't know. Spencer's Gifts had the like X-rated section yeah, in the back, so maybe that is true. Maybe and, like, that's the, the black only light one. posters and mm-hmm. shit. Because I recently went to a Spencer's Gifts because still I was... exist. Yes, wow. I went because I was in a mall, and what I don't know what else you do Those when you're still in exist. a mall. <laughs> in North Carolina, they do. Um, and it looks 
exactly the same. The only things that have changed are the cartoon characters and not even all of them. Like, <laughs> they're still Invader Zim and Family Guy, oh, but wow. then there's some other, like, uh, probably like, uh, I don't know that this is true, but like, uh, Last Airbender, is that a cartoon? It is. Yeah, I think Avatar. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, some other cartoons that I don't know. But, like, it's literally, like, the fart joke section, black light poster, bachelor, bachelorette party section. Sublime merch, yes. <laughs> There's definitely still sublime merch in there. there has like, to be. no doubt. Um, no doubt. Respect to the king. <laughs> Blue dog. Wow, good job, Ramsey. Really That's proud all of I got. you. <laughs> I'm really proud of you for remembering the dog's name. (laughs) I mean, it's the most important member. Let's get real for two seconds. I fully agree. Um, I just had such a sad thought that like that dog is definitely dead. Like, well, he outlived his owner, so he don't got that going. (laughs) You know, this is very fucking true. Um, Is this episode uh, dark enough yet? (laughs) It's probably darker, maybe than the album. Than the album, Um, (laughs) we'll see. Um, Ramsey, would you like me to? show you the spooky album art uh yes please show me that spooky album art that's not that spooky this looks like <laughs> smash mouth <laughs> does it is uh, that what smash mouth looks like i don't know uh okay i've seen this I mean, logo I, before okay i think we can verifiably say it's not cool looking <laughs> it is not cool granted like cool. we have done many an album on this show from you know this era and everything just looks like a Photoshop filter mm-hmm. in a way that is so deeply offensive now where you're yeah. just like, you just turned up the fucking contrast here. I mean, also, like, as someone who was quite literally in art school at this time, I 100% made this in for, for sure. my art. But, like, well, that's, does not, doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> that's the offensive thing for a band that has had a pretty good iconography when it comes to, like, logo, T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Their album art is almost uniformly terrible. <laughs> um, that's Save kind of for, surprising. like, one or two. Um, and I will say the fun thing that you can't see from this, but as a, as a you know, someone who has four copies of it over there... <laughs> um, they have this like spot gloss thing on it so there's like oh. in the black there you see like coffins and all oh things my per- god and all the lyrics are oh. like spot gloss but like this really like handmade like uh script font and it's impossible to read um so it's literally unusable liner notes because they tried <laughs> to get already with it it's very Perfect. very 2000 this this kind of looks like if they tried to do a gritty reboot of the blues brothers in 2003 you know uh it makes sense they're from chicago they are in a mission against god oh, yeah. um so you know <laughs> i think it all makes sense here oh god um yeah this album cover it does nothing for me the it title just... the font is so tiny that it's um like it's also really small on my screen, but it, it almost isn't readable okay, oh, as the pun. I made it pun. smaller. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Are you going to allow those cookies? <laughs> Absolutely not. Get out of here, Discogs. I refuse. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know. It Well, it looks like the same font they used for that Apple TV show Dickinson. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It does. <laughs> it really does. It's just like old timey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just that. Yeah. But... Um, 50 cents on Discogs. Don't tell David. <laughs> 
I mean, who needs a CD? Yeah. Um, no. Check one. what the, check what those LPs are going for over there. <laughs> Pay up some bills. Hit me up. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it also. I also just want to point out that I think it's a very bad look to make them even more white than they are. Oh, good point. <laughs> that is not a great. Decision. That's a good point. Literally, ghosts. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Uh, in this, yeah, in the story of that album cover. Are they there for a funeral and they are mourning? Or are they, like, officiating a funeral? What do you think? That's a good question. I, to me, it looks like they are attending. Um, mm-hmm. But I honestly, I don't know. They didn't really think through that part of it. Um, and it shows. It really shows. Like, they're like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, we need album art now? Okay. Yeah. Here's a general spooky vibe. <laughs> mm-hmm. We have eight Somebody minutes. You have two. Fo- ref- you have two reference photos to work from, and Photoshop. Get cracking. Yeah. Have at it. <laughs> oh boy, um, Ramsey. Did you have any other um, thoughts on the previous albums you want to review before we dive into this? I, I do. Uh, I- <laughs> <laughs> Great. God damn it! I said I liked it, um, but I didn't love the acoustic moves that they made. Okay. We recorded this in. May of 2020, we thought the pandemic would be over soon. <laughs> well, and... look at us now, baby. <laughs> uh, and David, I wanted to follow up. This came up on that episode. Since we've just gone through the holidays, did you have any of your baby coffin Christmas tree Reese's pieces? I Reese's did. Cups? I just bought some of those this past weekend at Walgreens on sale after Christmas. They look more like trees now. They've gotten oh. a little more defined, which is a bit of a bummer. Um, is that but, just candy man. technology? Also, I want to point out that you said it's a, more of a bummer that they look less like coffins. <laughs> yes, because I love when can- like it's kind of the same thing with this record, right? I love seeing the candy. Love where you, it's like, love you, looping it all together. <laughs> I'm the, hey, can you tell I'm a co-host? Um, I love when something is advertised like, oh, it's going to look like this, and then you open the package, you're like, what the fuck? And that's kind of the vibe here too mm-hmm. and i mean i say that with love i love this of record course. uh and i think it's great and i have a lot of positive feelings but you see the cover art and you see that and you're like this could go a number of bad ways sure um and somehow it's different um but yeah <laughs> I, i'm i'm i thank you for reminding me i do have a soft spot in my heart for the coffins <laughs> Oh, God. Fully forgot about that. Wow, Ramsey, thank you for your dedication to doing work for this podcast. <laughs> it's my pleasure. There's got to be mm. one, is what mm-hmm. I've learned. Right? Somebody's got to do it. I occasionally do. but It's true. You know. You're you're still coasting on that Black Parade episode 50 ones ago. Took too many. Took too, a lot of notes for that one. <laughs> a lot of notes. I just didn't want to get roasted by the internet, so. <laughs> That's the thing with that band in particular. Ooh. <sighs> That's why I literally didn't do it for like 200 episodes because I don't actually have strong feelings on that album. And I literally did pages of research. Anyways. High pressure. God, I know more about the Black Parade than any other album we've done that I loved. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do it. (gasps) Those are some spooky notes. Uh, Very scary. Very scary. I did. Yeah. Just wait for him to start singing. I did real see Oakland Trio very recently. I'm now remembering as this is playing. I hate to say it, Matt not looking great. 
No. He was He's a little He's a little sick. too old for the streetwear long sleeve. Yes. yes. That he was what he's wearing at our show and I was like, what is this hype beast ass shirt? Like I was very confused. Yeah, I saw them at Riot Fest uh, here, which obviously uh, people are very stoked on, hometown band. Sure, of course. Uh, and it was just like, it's very funny how the attractiveness of this band has just flipped over time, where back in the day everyone was like, oh, Dan's the old bald guy. Now everyone's like, Dan looks pretty hmm. good. <laughs> everyone's got like a like a dad thing going. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of the fan base has probably aged two appropriate eras like oh, yeah no this makes sense to me yeah well he's also the only dan is the only one who dresses appropriately mm. matt dresses goofily <laughs> yeah i mean when i saw them and then i'm thinking of the previous times i had seen matt was with blink just the le- one of the times i saw me was wearing a jersey like a tank top jersey like insane anyways um Granted, that show was also with um, Bad Religion, so the crowd was—I mean, most of the crowd was significantly older than I am. So, like, it's—it's it's, that's an old crowd for sure. Yeah. You put together a band that started in 1996 and 1981 together on a tour, <laughs> yeah. and you get what you get. Yeah, yeah, and it's me leaving early, and I'm one of the youngest people there. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's um, just trying to replicate all the parents in the. Uh, parking lot of the blink concerts growing up it's true it really comes for us all age just (laughs) ravages us uh how is how is this song treating you ramsey it's not offensive to me (laughs) great uh i do like this upbeat chorus but it it, i guess it feels a little generic but i might be just critiquing specifically the on the guitar a second ago. I mean, that's fair. There's a lot of pick slides on this record for some reason. <laughs> um, but famously, uh, the band played on David Letterman for this album cycle, and they played a song called All on Black. And All on Black uh, was a few tracks uh, away for right now. Now, there is a little controversy going on, because as you know, the name of the band is Alkaline Trio. Kind of paints themselves into a corner for how many members to be expected. And there's a great shot where uh, Matt's playing guitar and he's really spooked up, real gothed out, like caked on white makeup. He looks insane. If you've not seen it, <laughs> it's worth just pulling up the image. <laughs> and it comes to a big pick slide part, but he's playing the guitar, but a big pick slide happens. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is when they had uh, the guy hidden behind the drum riser playing second guitar at shows. Oh, no. Um, which they did for a couple years. And. Or none too happy. Wow. Was this a secret up until they were on David Letterman? Or it was just like... This was the start of it. Their their record after this is even more like produced and not a trio. And by that point, they kind of got outed. Mm. So they would occasionally bring the person on stage to play like two or three songs, which I think is the better route, as opposed to a guy literally laying on his back behind the drum riser doing a pick slide. No. Yeah. Did the song just have bells in it? Yeah, both. Both. <laughs> the first song and this song have some bells going okay. on. I told you, it's sound effect city right here, you know? It's like you walked into a Halloween or a spirit Halloween yeah. and it's just like gong. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, I 
really, I definitely listened to this album, but like, I really have not listened to this album very much. Really? I don't know uh, what the fuck I was doing in 2003, but I just kind of fully missed this album. That's crazy. See, like, I know... For the for the old heads, this was kind of the record where everyone fell off. Fell off. Oh. Some people rode through infirmary, yeah. but this is the one when they got real, you know, suit and tie wearing, you know, on on MTV Two and all that. And people are like, but I think it also like this is when they were playing the biggest venues in Chicago that they ever did, um, which makes so sense because like 2003 was like the peak maybe not the peak but like got it has to be near like peak mm-hmm. success of that time for this genre yes. like right. 1000% yeah like this song uh we've had enough it's about how uh, in the chorus Ramsey sings uh, please turn that fucking radio off and the first time this song premiered on our local rock station in Chicago i remember they're like all right we're going to play a new song from Alkaline Trio we've had enough and they play it and at the end it's got this whole thing about turn the radio off and the the DJ was just like, turn the radio off. Why do we play that on this station? <laughs> and I think that kind of shot them in the foot success-wise a little sure, bit. Sure, sure. Um, so there's that. El- Elvis Costello um, already tried that back in the 70s. It did not work great. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so this was the first single from the record. Okay. I have to. So then, what album came after this one? Crimson. Which I do like, Crimson. I don't. I don't know. Interesting. I just. I, you were, what was I doing in two thousand three? You were so busy with your freshman year. You were really hunkered yeah. down. With uh, with my studies. Mm-hmm. That was the one year of college I thought I wanted to be a teacher, and then I realized I didn't like children. So. <laughs> I mean, fair. Build build yeah. on that one. <laughs> that would be a real bad vocation if uh, you are not a child person. Yeah, I am. I learned I have no patience. Speaking speaking of children, Heather, did you see that great uh, tweet going around uh, today no. from our our one of our old uh, publications? Oh no, I did not. I'll send this to you. Cool. We, I I'm not going to say it aloud on air. <laughs> okay. You'll see why. Great. Um, but I think you'll appreciate it. Great. <laughs> Who's this guy? This is Dan. <laughs> Uh, I should know this. Uh, David, are you more of a Dan or Matt guy? All right. This is a contentious question. <laughs> I, I, know. I would say, here's what I'll say. I'll start by saying this about this record. And the reason I really like this record is because I feel like it's the point where Matt and Dan are in equilibrium mm. in terms of both writing really good songs and kind of counterbalancing. Matt's kind of doing the bigger poppy rippers. Dan's kind of bringing it down. And I think he sounds really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I feel like there are elements where, like, kind of after this and post-Crimson, Dan really shines. And Matt's, like, turning in songs called fucking Draculina. Oh, my God. Terrible. Oh, man. Uh, I swear to God, it's the worst song on planet Earth. Um, and th- he's got a bunch like that. That's very funny. Whereas, like, Dan's kind of, like, just turning in, yeah. like, solid, good songs. But it takes Dan a while, I think, to, like, really nail what he does. So I think Matt outshines him early. So I think everyone who grows up with this band loves Matt out of the gate. He's the more immediate. He's the more, like, cool guy. The older you get, I think you kind of become a Dan person. Hmm. I do agree with that. Um, 
at the show I was at, I was with one of my friends, and I, who is decidedly a Dan person, and I just kept saying, no, I'm a Matt person. But then as the show went on, I was like, I might, I, I might be a Dan person. I think this record really is like some of his best songs, too, especially on the back half of this. Like, I think Dan's really, really brings it. I'm just marveling at uh, if there's any other Ramseys out there listening, uh, how perfectly you've encapsulated the, for Mystery Science Theater fans, the Mike and Joel debates. See? Yeah. See? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like that, you know? Um, and I think it's about, where, I love them both, but it's it's really about where you are mm-hmm. in life. And it's just like, Dan hasn't written the songs called Draculina, <laughs> and he will forever have that over Matt. <laughs> it's just the fact of the matter. Um, I just want to point out that I had already written down the name Draculina because it's incredible to me. I can't wait to investigate that further. Oh, it is it is in my bottom three songs of theirs easily. It is hot trash. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing is there's a difference where it's like, and this is always my thing with bands who last a long time, is like when they just become super predictable. It gets incredibly boring. Yep. And I think Dan still has motivations, but there are certain Matt songs in, in the late 2000s through almost present day where it's like, and we'll, we'll get to it later, but Matt kind of goes from writing songs that are about something to like, ah, uh, this is a book I read or a movie I saw. I'm going to write a song about it, which is why you end up with, songs about the Ben Affleck movie The Town on Alkaline Trio <laughs> Records. Um, or Devil in the White City. It's just all the skiba files, good as book. we call them. I did like that book a lot. Yeah. It is a good book. Apparently, just today, going to date this, Keanu Reeves is going to star in a TV adaptation of it. Ooh, Ooh. We'll watch. We'll watch. Yeah. Is he yeah. Is he playing... What's his face? AJ Holmes? Is that his I name? I think so, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. I will Reeves watch that. Reeves Scorsese. Wow. Oh. Okay. All right. So it's got to be on TV because it'll never fit into a movie. Like, yeah, it'll be fucking 15 hours long. Uh, I still haven't even finished the Beatles doc. It's too long. Incorrect. Mm. I watched it all, and I'm not a Beatles guy, um, but it was a fun watch. I yeah. yeah, I watched the first episode and I loved it. And, but like, I just I just like have adult onset ADD or something. I can't watch things that long. <laughs> Also, being in a band's boring. It's mostly just sitting around and someone dicking around while you're trying to write Let It Be. Yep. So it's like, it's, it's every band is the same. Yeah. Uh, based on my holidays home with my parents, they definitely agree. It's boring. <laughs> <laughs> Respect to your parents. God. I am reminded, I may have told this story on the show before, but like I was, this was the phase of my life where I was going to like 80 concerts a year or something insane. But I was at Matt Pryor and Dan Solo at St. Vitus. And Matt played first. And I'm a huge Get Up Kids fan. Mm-hmm. I would I like Elk Glen Trio. I would not say I'm a huge Elk Glen Trio fan. It was also, I was going to so many shows at that phase that my friends always made fun of me because I would leave every show early. I gotta sleep sometime. Like, True. you know, so. It just is. I also, I mean, I will Irish exit any event just and go to bed, like 100%. So <laughs> Respect. I was leaving before Dan got on, and my friend was trying to give me shit, and I just ran out of the bar yelling, I only like from here to infirmary. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. That's the way to go out with a bang, apparently. Uh, I was just like, gotta go to bed. <laughs> I'm in Greenpoint. That's very far from my house. I Anyways. 
want you to live a long, full life, but I do think it would be great if those were your last words. <laughs> I only like for Mary Whitburn. Uh, yeah, that would have definitely killed me like eight, seven years ago. I think is probably when that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back to Dan's song a second ago, mm-hmm. my Springsteen meter went off. Are all his songs kind of Brucey? Not all of them. A lot of people compare, and someone you've made a reference to, a lot of people compare Dan's voice and songwriting to Elvis Costello. Oh, interesting. Um, but there's a little bit, a little bit of boss. He does on especially later songs on this record. He kind of does the acoustic guitar layered over electric guitar thing, kind of faintly. Um, but I can see that. I think that's a fair comp. Okay. As as a Bruce guy, I can also, I, I can I can roll with that. This is a uh, this song and the next song are to me five out of five Alkaline Trio songs. Oh Perfect. wow! Alkaline okay. Trio. This song, I think, lyrically, and the next one, too, are fucking brilliant. And some of my favorite Skiba vocal performances, which, if you've not been able to tell, his voice was fucked during the recording <laughs> session. So this record, he sounds, like, terrible. Oh. He was, uh... Just having, at that part right there, I really heard it. Yeah, you, there are moments on this record where it's like, whoo, buddy. Um, what was wrong with him? Well, the line he used, which I believe is true, is acid reflux. Uh, but the last song is called Blue in the Face, and it's about how he's going to die from a cocaine overdose. So oh. you can put two and two together. I w- yes. Acid reflux did fuck up my vo- voice, though, I will tell you. <laughs> it is real. No, I believe it. Um, not from him, though. Not from <laughs> well, a 23-year-old. I'm Matt also Kiba. not doing cocaine, so... Yeah, that's less but of that an last, issue for me. That last song, "Continental," is about him uh, driving his friend who's addicted to heroin to rehab. Oh, oh, that's a good friend. Yeah, I just want to point out that uh, he was suffering from acid reflux, but in a band called Alkaline Trio, those are opposites. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That is what? good. Is that a, a no? I'm too dumb for whatever that was. It was. It's a pH <laughs> joke. What? A- <laughs> Yep, I'm giving the audience what they want. Love it. I'm so mad. I'm sorry that humor was a little base. (laughs) I hate you. I'm I'm crushing it. I'm making you not a co-host anymore. Now David's my (laughs) co-host. Welcome. It is funny, though, because, I mean, part of the reason I didn't get it is because I'm an idiot. But the other part is because... This band name is only exists as a band name and not as separate words to me, with individual meanings. My girlfriend Nina and I were having this conversation a few weeks ago about like yeah the band names you see but you don't connect what they are. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it makes me feel so fucking dumb. Oh, the my peak of this not even a band name, just a thing in life. I've definitely told someone about this before, maybe even on this podcast. I did not realize until I was like 27 years old that olive oil came from olives because in my head it was just one, a thing. This olive oil. Show, yeah. It was olive sure. oil. I never considered that it came from... Also, I hated olives. Now I love them, but I am an idiot. <laughs> well, I mean, I do think there is that type of thing. We watched uh, we watched the movie Predator last night. Classic, classic. Yeah. There's a bunch of like memes that come out of that. There's the Carl Weathers, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh-huh. like you know, oh yeah, uh, handhold thing. Yep. That's what I'm gonna call it. <laughs> and like you know, get to the chopper and all that. Yeah. But I was thinking about it as we were watching it. I was like, 
Arnold Schwarzenegger was just like a person to me. He was just, oh yeah, a, you know, like a huge celebrity who went on to become a fucking politician. Yeah. Um, but like as a kid, it's just like, oh yeah, I didn't think about there was like a period before he existed, and then we all know his name, right? And yes. like shit like that is kind of my my version of olive oil, where it's like, oh yeah, like there was a time where this was a new thing, huh? That's weird. Just that like accent being shorthand for strong guy. Is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Crazy. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, the, I do want the make... internet has certainly broken all of our brains, but go on, mm-hmm. Ramsey. No, on that point, I do want to make you feel better and tell you that if you were to look at my browser right now, you would see that I googled the definition of alkaline <laughs> to make sure I was right. <laughs> Hell yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Another funny uh, thing with this band name is uh, there is a shirt of theirs I used to have, and it was a bunch of gravestones, and there was two letters on each, so like A-L, K-A, so on and so forth, across the shirt. And I remember wearing it, and uh, this is going to be an even deeper cut joke for fans of Detroit Tigers baseball, uh, but an older gentleman being like, who's the Al Kaline trio? (laughs) After the famous baseball player Al Kaline. Um, So, you know. I love it. Uh, this is just, I mean, it's only related in mispronouncing of things, but it was brought up recently because I was on vacation and we were playing the like 80s version of Trivial Pursuit, like the dark blue one. Do you know what I'm talking mm-hmm, about? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The original. Yeah. And Roll Again is written in like this really scripty yes. font. And when I was a little kid, my family was playing and I can't remember if it was me or my sister, but one of us said, what does Raul A. Gain mean? And I think it's because it was written in that insane scripty font. But to this day, my family and I still, like if we're playing a game, say Raul A. Gain, no matter what game we're playing. Beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A similar one, uh, Nina, uh, I had never heard this before, but I love it. Um, you know, the the like tortilla chip you use to dip and stuff scoops, scoops. no but what's what's the brand tostitos uh she pronounced it tosti toss oh, okay i like that that's which like, i like a lot that's like how the how british people say adidas but mm-hmm. tostitos oh the Brit- have i have i done my british person in for, uh, imp- impression for you heather i don't think so <laughs> this is what every british person sounds okay. like to me well there's there's two but this is the main one are you ready mm-hmm. yeah i'm ready i'm prepared <clears throat> get in character oi did you hear them oasis blokes be at it again <laughs> and that's all they say that's the only things they say okay <laughs> uh i i don't want to give a note but if you can work an in it in there I think that would. Well, I mean, it's uh, this is my uh, you know the the famous singer from the Police Sting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is this is my Sting impression. Oh, oh it's my Sting! <laughs> Fuck off! So those yeah. are my two those British are, people. Those are the two British people. <laughs> yeah, that's how they sound. I mean, that's fair because my frames of reference now are just Ted Lasso, and that sounds like the mean player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Roy, mm-hmm. Roy, right? Yeah, I mean, okay. it depends on your definition of mean. Some would say Jamie is mean. Oh, that, well, okay, all right. <laughs> that second season was also a fucking mess. I'm just going to say it. Uh, it was not possible as good. to follow. It was not as good as the first season. It's like they forgot how to have characters interact with one another. <laughs> <laughs> so every episode was just like, new crisis. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, no, n- there wasn't a big overarching issue. I was no. really missing that. I have a very specific question. Uh, 
pertinent to my interests, and I apologize if it's too specific. But you had a podcast about this band. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> when they were on David Letterman... Oh, this is very specific to your interests. Go ahead. <laughs> How would you characterize Dave's exuberance at the end of their performance? Not present. <laughs> okay. Um, and, and similarly, uh, you know, it, maybe this won't be a reference that lands, but uh, he did not ask him if those were his drums or rentals. So, you know, yep. th- there was not... He didn't seem to love it. I also feel like I do love watching TV performances from that era because there's just this weird period of time, like 2001 to like 2007 or 8, where it's like you can tell the hosts are just like, um, okay, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And I think that was one of those experiences. They did Letterman a few times. I think that was the first. And I think Matt getting dressed up like that did not help. (laughs) Yeah, I could. That at all. I was thinking the same thing, that that would definitely be a turnoff for Dave. Yeah. Like, I don't know how he felt about the song, but it's also, like, a weird choice where it's, like, wasn't really a single, and it's a song that is literally about, like, upside-down crosses and all Mm. this shit. I can't imagine it was his vibe in the least. (laughs) Ramsey, what's your favorite um, David Letterman reacting to a band? Like, what band? Uh, The first one that comes to mind is Future Islands. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, what does he do? He so the lead singer gives a very intense performance. Like I believe he cries. He does like a very like gravelly monster voice at one point. Like he like hitting his chest. I don't um, even know what that band is. Oh, uh, oh, this this performance is huge. Yeah, it became like a it like became a meme for like ten minutes. And uh, when it's over, Dave walks over and just goes, "Yeah, buddy." <laughs> And it's, That's beautiful. It's delightful to see, okay, like somebody who can be very cold and uncaring. Like <laughs> he's he's there for it. All right, I like I that. Love that. I feel like David Letterman's the one where it's like it's a real toss up. He's either gonna love it or mm-hmm. like one little thing is gonna be like fuck this for him. Yep, banned for life. Banned. <laughs> yeah. I do love the uh, Conan O'Brien one because I was a big Conan kid. And when Slipknot was on, and then him just having to walk over to nine guys in masks and be like, that's what that was. <laughs> yeah. um, David, would you like to tell Ramsey what this song is called? Oh, I was just going to bring it up. I'm going to give it, Ramsey, listen for like 15 okay. seconds okay. and tell me what you think the name of this song would be. Dracolina. <laughs> mm. Every thug needs a lady. What? <laughs> Yep. Is this this is Dan, right? This is Dan. Wow, Ramsey! On your you're doing so well on your third He's trio album. Oh, why is 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 that title sung? No. Okay, that's thank a point God for it. Yeah. <laughs> is what this is the title just a non sequitur? Does it? Basically, would you like to hear the story behind Very it? much so. <laughs> so this song is about... This is one of Dan's uh, wife guy songs. This is him <laughs> writing a song to his, uh, I think, girlfriend at the time, maybe fiance. It's before their wedding. And it's about a time when they were still living in Chicago and, like, holed up in a snowstorm. 
and the Ja Rule song, Every Thug Needs a Lady, was just playing on repeat. It was, like, very popular at that time. Okay. So they, they stole the Ja Rule song, which, uh, song title, to write this little love song about curling up under an electric blanket, which is an actual line in the song. I have... That story 100% turns me around. I like it now. <laughs> That's kind of sweet. It's somewhat endear- It's dumb as fuck. When you're 13 and seeing that, you're like, what are they doing? Yep. Well, as an electric blanket stan, I'm turned around by that element because I really cannot live without an electric blanket anymore. I believe the... Oh, I just want to say the, the phrase should be electric blanket Dan going forward. Because he loves okay. it. Okay, fine, fine. Was that worth interrupting David for? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, trust me, it probably was. <laughs> um, I did point out on a previous episode that you cannot copyright a song title. Oh. Yeah, it's this, true. This song is proof it. of it. Yeah. That would be a very weird thing. That, that actually came up at work today because someone was saying like, oh, do you think Madonna has the phrase Ray of Light copyrighted? <laughs> and I'm like, no. Of course not. People have very dumb things copyrighted, but she would have to copyright it within the, a specific usage. Mm-hmm. Because, like yeah, a, to your point, you can't just yeah. copyright that phrase. Yeah. If she put out a Material Girl perfume. Yeah. Yeah, like, sure. Taylor Swift has an insane amount of things copyrighted, but they're all within very specific usages. Like, she has, the, I, do, I believe she has the phrase, Welcome to New York, trademarked. No. I do love that she's essentially, like, the Gene Simmons of, like, indie folk. Yeah. Yeah, um, interesting. Because he has the trademark or patent, I believe, for orange juice. Insane. What? Insane. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a he's a terrible lunatic of a man. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Insane. People do dumb stuff. Um, Heather, how is this one? How is this record treating you? Since you've not heard it that much, apparently. It sounds like Alkaline Trio. That is correct. <laughs> um, I like it fine. I here's my thing. I mean, obviously, also we're talking, so grain of salt. But I okay. I would. I should go back to the ones that you said were like five out of five for lyrics because I am a big lyrics person, like for sure. And obviously, that element is a little bit lost on me in this podcast format. But you don't say. Yeah, I know. <laughs> shocking news, but. Nothing musically is sticking out to me, and maybe that's why this album never stuck with me. Is like nothing so far has been one where I'm like, ah, yes, that one is catchy, and like, I'm a known Fair. pop music fan, so like, nothing has been super catchy for me so far. That's fair, but I don't dislike it, and obviously I have heard these songs, and especially like I've seen them in concert several times, so definitely heard him i'm sure this this song is one of my favorite dan lines of all time Ooh, what is actually. it uh you know all my favorite singers have stolen all of my best lines oh is that directed at matt you know i don't know i wish just try to start some drama was, i would love if there was more cattiness uh between <laughs> the two of them on record that would be fun ramsey's always trying to start inner band beef though especially when there's two lead singers it's true like this is a this is a a thing he tries to do i mean i'm sure there is to some degree in any band where that's of course case. you know um and i will say eh, fuck it whatever i'll tell the story uh dan uh plays in a band called the falcon 
with mm-hmm. a Mr. Brendan Kelly, um, who other I'm sure you're very familiar with. Very familiar. Um, my my former and, coworker. Yeah, exactly. Our <laughs> former coworker, uh, and they came in to do an AV undercover. And the sound guy who who recorded those was this guy Mike Lust, who was in a bunch of old Chicago bands. And Mike Love's brother. Lu- there you go. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike Love's brother. Um, and Alkaline Trio and Mike's old band Luster King toured together way back in the day when Alkaline Trio was a new band. And so they were catching up. And this was when Matt was had was freshly joined Blink One Eighty Two, a much more popular band, mm-hmm. much bigger. Heard of them? Mike, Mike asked Dan. He's like, "Oh, um, you know, what are you guys doing? You up to anything?" And I, I don't want to, you know, tell any tales out of school, but I am. And Dan was just kind of like, "Well, I'm just waiting on that other guy to tell me when I can get back to my life." <laughs> so you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. What a That's- what a time. Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> That said, I, I know too much of the inner workings of both of these bands to not occasionally slip up and let some it's out. Fair. You know? <laughs> it's entirely fair. Is um, there any chance of them putting out more music? And if that happens, does your podcast come back? I mean, I think there's a pretty strong chance. Because uh, how long ago was the last album? 2018? Yeah. But they put out a three-song seven-inch in 2020. Yeah. So we covered those songs. And I know Dan has a solo record coming out, I was going to say early next year, this year. Um, and that was recorded with, uh, actually, my friend Randy played guitar on that record. Cool. Hmm. He's a good kid. And uh, so I think, yeah, I think Blink has a record potentially coming out, and that'll probably be after that. Yep. I don't know the... But they will, they will do it, and then we'll have to figure it out. Because the way the podcast worked is we tried to, like from different eras as opposed to doing every week yeah. like one song sequentially so right. I don't know what we're going to do yeah. maybe we'll do a special uh, here's all of them at once I don't know Fair. Put, put the album on shuffle <laughs> see what happens yeah. yeah oh this was the this was the song David was joking about the other day because I was in Lake Tahoe and this song is called Donner Party All Night and uh. Donner Pass is Right there. Uh, I did. I did not go there. I did go on a. I went on a snowmobile tour, and um, it was very fun. Um, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh yeah," like they referenced like Donner Lake or something, and like just so casually. And I was like, "Do they not realize that's really fucking dark that this shit is mm-hmm. called that?" Yeah. But then they also this part I thought was crazy. I, oh, I'm gonna forget what they called it, but basically we went to like this really high peak. And they're like, yeah, that land over there is like, I forget the word they use, but basically uninhabitable. Like, and you can't like go there because it's so like desolate. It's like you, like you just can't get there. And I was like, that is crazy. Like that, that just exists here. But anyways, uh, you know, it was like not far from a town. Like I was on a tourist ass thing and you could see it. I was like, that's crazy and mm. makes sense why these people fucking died here. Yeah. Because we drove mm-hmm. there in a snowstorm that had dropped 18 feet of snow. <laughs> wow. Absolutely yeah. bonkers. And truly insane. But yeah. Is the but is this song an instance of Matt Reddit book, probably? Yep, this is the Skiba Files. Yeah, okay. Uh the, the line in the chorus is like uh literally about dying in the snow. Yeah. So 
Yeah. You know. I before I knew the bleakness of the song, I was going to say I don't like the sound of the song. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is one of the like uh, punkier tracks on the record. Um, Makes definitely, sense for one, me. I like it, but it's definitely one of the one of a couple I would say are more of the filler songs. Mm. Fair. I do like that we're sticking with the puns, the bleak puns. I mean, they uh, they really go hard on that. Um, since we brought up Elvis Costello, one of their later records is called My Shame is True. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and they should feel shame. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of dumb wordplay with this band uh, that can make it really hard to be like, yeah, you should check out... Uh, uh, <laughs> A song called Every Thug Needs a Lady or an album called Good Morning with a U. Right. Um, if you're not 15. <laughs> I mean, I have seen Ja Rule in concert as well, so I feel like that line might actually work on me. <laughs> Did you feel hoodwinked, bamboozled, and led astray? Dude, it was honestly incredible. <laughs> really? Um, I will say, it was not a concert I was planning on going to. I was in L.A., I was with one of my friends. She was like, I'm going to see Ja Rule tomorrow. And I was like, I'm so jealous. And she was like, I have a plus one. And I was like, let's fucking go. It was Ja Rule and Ashanti. Oh, and Ray J. Uh, oh wow. Incredible. We had like, we, they gave us our wristbands and we were like, what is like, where do we go? Like, there was like 15 different levels of wristbands. We're like, where do we go with this one? And like, they're like, oh yeah, like all act, like, you know, VIP, all access, side stage, dressing room. I was like, I do not need access to Ja Rule's dressing room. Unnecessary. Take this away. Nope. Like, no. Um, I did think about going back just to get the Wi-Fi password at some point. But <laughs> it was, this was after Firefest, like kind of shortly after Firefest. And it was very clearly a tour to pay the legal bills, in my opinion. Uh, well, it's funny you mention that because later on one of those bands' later records, they would write a song about the Fire Festival. So <laughs> yeah, there you go. Were they uh, in any way connected to it? Well, Matt was supposed to play it with, with Blink Blink. too. Oh, uh, and Blink was like the first big band to pull out. I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, what a time, Fire Fest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I did like that that brief moment in time when everyone was uh, obsessed with the dueling documentaries about it. Yeah, and I was like, "What a simpler time we lived." <laughs> yeah, um, you're you're inspiring me to release my own Beatles documentary. <laughs> now you're talking. Yeah, make it twelve it's just hours. You watching it, Mystery Science Theater style. <laughs> oh yeah. man, with your parents being like, "This is fucking." Boring. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Also, well, Ramsey, I do have some unfortunate news okay. for you um, which is the next song the last song oh, no. is an acoustic song <laughs> so I will say that wasn't the worst thing you could say to me I was anticipating you were going to say this last song is 15 minutes long oh, Okay, that, that is Ramsey's quite literally least favorite thing on this podcast whenever, whenever I'm like oh there's only 15 minutes left it's one song. <laughs> Here's the thing is, I love a lot of songs that are uh, exorbitantly long. Um, I own a copy of the Bell Witch record where it's one 82-minute song. Wow. Sure. Um, I would not want to hear it a 15-minute Alkali Trio song. <laughs> Jesus no. Christ. They wouldn't know what to do at minute four. <laughs> yeah. It would become a real issue. You know, point for them. They know their strength, and it's songs under four minutes. 
that said, I will say that like 22 minutes saves the day song is one of my favorite things to have ever existed what on is, planet Earth. What is that song about? Well, there's a moment about 16 minutes in where uh, Chris Connolly's in the driveway falling in love with his father's eyes. So yeah. that happens. It's a real I trip. mean... So, Ramsey, you know, uh, in the podcast, uh, the Are You Talking R.E.M. Re-Me, how there's the song, How Does It Feel When You're In R.E.M.? It Feels feels Good. good. That Saves the Day album is basically just an entire album of that 15 seconds of um, a podcast bit. Mm -hmm. It's How Does It Feel When It's In Saves the Day, It Feels Good, but a full album. (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying this. Heather, can we listen to that album? No. <laughs> it is a trip. I l- Here's the thing about me is I love a lot of music. But you know how certain people love like bad movies? I'm that way with mm. music. If it's yeah. a train wreck of an album, I'm probably going to love it. Yeah. Th- that album came out in the time that David and I have been friends. And I, you really were like, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I own it. Yeah. <laughs> A friend and, got it for me for my birthday, to be fair. And I am, a joke, but I am still a, there. Yeah. I, like, my first tattoo was sa- a Saves the Day tattoo, and I'm like, I cannot touch this album. <laughs> I, mean, I cannot. It's, it's one of those things. It's like, I think Alkaline True has a real stinker of a record that's, like, less, like, conceptually bad sure. and more just bad songs for 11 of them. Um, and, like... That's just kind of uninteresting and disappointing. Yeah. When it's like a colossal failure. Like, I love Lulu, the Metallica, and Lou Reed album. Oh, wow. In part because I don't really like Metallica and Lou Reed, and I think it just shows, like... I, I once did a 15-minute fucking presentation about it at this bar for this talk <laughs> thing. But basically, I love an album where it shows, like, this is their most honest creative impulse, and it sucks. <laughs> and both of these people only ever made good things by accident. And <laughs> that is my favorite kind of album. Um, but it sucks when it's something you actually love, and you're like, oh, my God, why are they like, doing what this? Is this? Especially, like, you see them on tour, and they're playing those songs, and you're like, Jesus just Just stop. No one told them. <laughs> no one told them. So bad. That's the thing is when you're in a famous enough or in a popular enough band where no one's going to shoot you straight. Yeah. It's a dangerous kind of place to be. Yeah. I assume. Yeah. I wouldn't. Well, well, we just did the pop star soundtrack. That whole movie is that. <laughs> it's a really great, great movie, though. It, yeah. That, that was our point. The movie's incredible. We did the whole so soundtrack, good. and it was honestly mostly us just laughing the whole time. So it's it was basically I, us just doing an ad for that movie. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, the Lonely Island. <laughs> they needed our also, help. Clearly, the song just ended. I didn't want to mention it. That the last line of the album that he he hits and then delivers, and people love is your coffin or mine. I mean, I kind of like that. <laughs> Which, when we, we had to do a Patreon merch for the, the Alkaline Trio podcast, we made coffee mugs that said, your coffee or mine. Which felt like <laughs> That's a, good. it was just there that for the taking. Yeah. That's good. That is good. Uh, that, this album, okay, I was right to bring David on because this album just doesn't do much for me. It That's just, fair. I don't know. It's just not my Alkaline Trio album. And I'm a person whose entire bit is going to bars with touch tune and putting on Alkaline Trio songs until I annoy people. <laughs> Are they I, usually well, I've got before some ones this era? That could... <laughs> no, I just I've honestly put Mercy Me on on repeat. 
which comes after this album. I know, I know, here. I know. Real goofy music video that song has too. I don't think I've ever yeah. seen it actually. It's I don't even know how to describe it. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing. Is this band missed every shot that they could have hmm. just sunk because of shit like that? Bad music videos, the David Letterman thing. The album art. Just album art, pun titles, like <laughs> probably being a little too serious about the Satan stuff at a time when people are being a little more mm. playful with the dark aesthetic. Sure. Like, Matt Skiba having the the, you know, Five point star over his heart doesn't help thing. Or that's Derek. Matt has it on his arm. Uh, having two members with like straight up Church of Satan iconography and writing songs about Anton LaVey doesn't oh, wow. do you a lot of favors in the commercial market. Yeah. This is the exact same time as like Tenacious D doing it for fun, also. <laughs> doing it very well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're playing around with Satan in a jokey way, fine. But if you're like, right. uh, bless me, dark father, I have sinned, actual lyric. <laughs> Uh, you run into <laughs> you run into some more problems. Yeah, that'll do it. But uh, I'm sorry, Heather. I would say I say give it another go. Read some lyrics. It's I like this record a lot. I will do that. Um, I also don't get mad when people don't like shit I like. <laughs> that's a very healthy attitude. Well, yeah. I mean, that's half our podcast. <laughs> it's true. It is true. My half. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's Ramsey telling me something I love sucks. <laughs> it's nice to have that, though. It's it's really humbling to be like, you know what? Yeah, opinions vary. You know, and it's also just like, it's music. Don't, you can't, it's not that serious. Like, everyone fucking relax. <laughs> like, As we've discussed, I have this band's logo tattooed on me and a thought bubble that comes off it that says whoops. So yeah. let's, not, let's not get too precious. You know, it's it just everyone like what you like. It is totally fine. Absolutely right. Um, Ramsey, what are your thoughts on your third alkaline trio album so it's hard to say like especially having just re-listened to my thoughts on previous albums i think this might be the one that i've enjoyed the most and i think that might be because i'm ready to announce i think i'm a dan guy (laughs) yes yes i think i've i'm pledging dan if, if you're a Dan guy, you might actually like this band then, <laughs> because his songs kind of sound like Dan songs, and Matt tries to be Mr. Spookville. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever... Oh, no, you have. The only other band I'm remembering that you've pledged allegiance to a diff, to a lead singer was Modern Baseball. Ooh, yes. which one? Uh, I don't remember which one. Was it? Uh, I, that was a tough question. I realized that after I asked. It. Uh, it, Jake. Okay. Thank you for yeah. reminding me which one I like. Well, because you like... Hold on. What's his new band? Slaughter Beach Dog. Yeah, because you, like, mm. you like... Yes, that. That's right. Also a good band. Good yeah. choice. Yeah. <laughs> Picking right. winners, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, d- I don't think you picked a, a Blink member. I don't think you picked a member. I refuse. Me- <laughs> yeah. You're like... You have stayed. Yeah, yeah, you're like none. <laughs> yeah, you're a conscientious <laughs> subject. That's right. <laughs> I mean, and then I don't think you've picked a, a Menzinger. Uh, uh, I'm I, yeah, I, I, because every time we listen to him, I can't tell which is which. We can basically the same to be. Yep. Fair. And you make up new names for them. Uh, Mikey yeah. and Davy. Greg. Greg. Uh, <laughs> well, going by Gregor now, so you got that oh, going. I know. I'm I'll going to see. That. I'm going to see him at Mercury Lounge. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. David, uh, since you helped us out in a pinch and came in to talk about Alkaline Trio, I made you a little gift, a visual gift. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, 
I don't know I what drew, this is. I drew you a picture of uh, Draculina. <laughs> oh my god. This is what I imagine she looks like. It kind of looks like April O'Neil from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But a vampire. I, love it. I, I did give her April O'Neil's hair. You're right. I didn't even know. You did a great it. job. And, and April O'Neil kind of jacket. Oh, she's in like a trench. I know. It's, it's It just works. I mean, that's the thing is I said this. It's probably my best line uh, about this band ever. But like, that's the thing is sometimes Dan gets a little too earnest, which whatever. But at Matt's worst, he is literally like writing the songs where it's like, I'm a motorcycle vampire riding on my boner. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, he loves motorcycles and spooky stuff. And that's kind of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you want additional homework, listen to Draculina, pull up that Letterman performance and really see the lows that things can get to. I'll just just want to show the- that my notes were Letterman, Dan versus Matt, Draculina. <laughs> see, he's got it. I know how to sell the worst parts of this band anyway. I can't sell them well to anyone. But I can make you embarrassed to have ever liked them. You know, Whoops. I'm sure they're great to have me. They love having me as their spokesperson. <laughs> yeah, the spokesperson they did not ask for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Though they did once employ me, so that's on them now. Yeah, it? it's up. Yeah, they created this monster. Oh <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, well, thank you so much for doing this again for the third time. Um, Pleasure, David. Anything you want to plug? Your newsletter? Sure. If you want to uh, hear me read, hear me read, hear me <laughs> write about music I like, formerclarity.com, mm-hmm. named after an Against Me record, which I talked about on this podcast. Yes. Not that record, but that band. Yes. Plug I do other stuff. You don't need to, to engage with most of it. It's fine. David actively tells people not to subscribe to his other podcast. Listen, the other podcast I have going, we have to cut stuff out because we don't want to be canceled from the industry. That (laughs) though we get dangerously close a lot of the time. Uh, And also it's terrible. That is like brain poison. That is Dan and I ranting. We build it up for two weeks and it Mm -hmm. all unfurls. It's unhinged. The last episode, we were literally screaming at one another and talking about how we think it's better when podcast hosts don't like one another. Um, So (laughs) it's not fun. It's not fun. I do listen to it, guys. But to be fair, it's basically mostly like what our text conversations are. So (laughs) We are about as close to unfiltered as you can get there. Yeah. Um, Which is a problem <laughs> is what I will say. Yeah. I, I do I, I'm afraid to... of the internet calling me out. You guys are just trying to get the internet <laughs> mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, we'd like to think we, we had some people like snitch tagging us on Twitter recently where it's like, yo, like if you're listening, da, 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 uh, <laughs> you should be part of the club and like, know that don't do right. That. Yeah. Not cool. Um, Anyways. Yeah. Ramsey. Heather. Ah, beat you. How about you? You did. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Ramsey ESS. How about you, Heather? At Heather Shea, S-H-A-E. You can find our podcast at ifyourelistening.com. We have our playlist over there. You can submit album requests. You can join our Patreon to vote on albums like this one. Uh, What did I miss? Oh, we have a store. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. That's there. And there's exclusive merch in the Patreon as well if, if you pledge at the right level. So Ooh, there is. We are, brain, we are brainstorming. You can get that photo of Draculina, the original. Yeah, only on the Patreon. <laughs> uh, honestly, first person who DMs me can have this photo, this, this drawing. Perfect. 
<laughs> Love it. Uh, I think that's it. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>